Hi, I'm Ezra Fieldsmeyer. And I'm Casey Cantrell. And welcome to Animation and Beyond. And on this week's episode, we're going to be talking about animals in animated films. Yeah, that's right. We're going to talk about The Lion King, DreamWorks, Madagascar, and Zootopia. And yeah, we're going to focus a little bit on about, obviously, what animals appear in those movies. You could probably guess which animal appears in The Lion King. But specifically, what kind of animals are cast as what type of characters? And we'll go into a little bit more about what we mean by that in our feature presentation. But for now, let's answer our trivia question from last episode. The question was, what does the word Lego mean? Because Legos originated in Denmark, Lego means play well in Danish. Interesting fact. Yeah. So stick around to the end of this episode to get the latest trivia question. But for now, let's get started on our feature presentation. So in all these movies, these are all animal-centric movies, so a lot of different animals appear in them. So let's just start with some of the the main animals that we see in, say, The Lion King. So yeah, let's start with The Lion King. In The Lion King, the hero, of course, the title character, obviously because of its name, is Simba. Fun fact, in case none of you knew this, his name means lion in Swahili. Yeah. And what, what are some other animals that appear in The Lion King? Besides the main lion characters and the villain Scar, who's the lion villain... There's also Zazu, who's a hornbill, and Timon and Pumbaa. Timon is a meerkat, which is related to mongooses, and Pumbaa is a warthog, which is a type of wild pig. Yeah, and I think the last major type of character are the hyenas. Yes, Scar's henchmen. Their names are Shenzi, Banzai, and Ed. So you have all these different animals that play different parts in the movie. The lions probably most typified by Mufasa are more serious more regal more heroic in contrast to Timon and Pumbaa who operate as the comic relief characters in this film Timon and Pumbaa are funny and comical I know and they have a song and a slogan about Forgetting about worries and responsibilities, we all know as Akuna Matata. It means no worries for the rest of your days. It's our problem-free philosophy. Akuna Matata. Let's focus a little bit on because we're gonna see more of this in Madagascar, but the lions are all, I suppose, with the exception when Simba. And Nala are, are babies. They're much... Are cubs. They're mischievous. They're a little more kind of happy-go-lucky. The older adult lions are, are much more serious, right? Yes, and when they become adults, they become more serious. And Simba learns that getting his rightful place as king of Pride Rock is really important later on. So why do you think the lions uh, in general are the more serious characters in this movie? Because lions symbol-wise, are more serious in nature. Yeah, I think you mentioned before when we were talking about what to do for this episode that lions are often 
used as religious symbols. Yeah. And there's a kind of gravitas applied to lions where where they you know the lion of judah right where they are given these very significant roles or this very symbolic power wherein if you contrast that with timon and pumbaa i know and timon is the one who's funny and comical who speaks in a new york accent and just so, so happens to be the smallest character i know he's a meerkat which is a weasel-like mammal found in southern Africa, and they're related to mongooses. I think we've kind of suggested it, but why do you think he was picked as the comic relief character? Him along with his best friend Pumbaa the Warthog? Probably because, I don't know, they're creatures who don't represent so much stuff of serious things. They're more of, they represent more of funnier things. Yeah, I mean... Timon is very, very small. It's a nice contrast to the lions and even the hyenas when he's trying to, like, fight back. They have to rely more on their wits. Like, there's that <laughs> that great scene when they're trying to distract the hyenas. And Pumbaa, I know, he says the fairly funny line, They call me Mr. Pig! <laughs> <laughs> right. And that's actually a good point where, like, Pumbaa is a type of pig, and I don't know, pigs are just kind of silly to begin with. And I think that's also what works with Sazu, too, is that he, it's kind of a mismatch where he's, you know, he's a, a bird. He's a hornbill. Although, I, when I was little, I used to think he was a toucan, and although many people think he's a toucan or a parrot, but he's neither. He's a hornbill. Oh, okay. Well, good to know. But the point being that he is a bird, and in comparison to the lions, he's very small, and he comes off as very silly, even though he is, at heart, a very serious character. Perhaps even more serious than the lions. I know, and he was Mufasa's assistant and advisor, and remember, and his job was to watch over Simba and Nala as cubs and keep them out of, out of trouble. Yeah, and I don't know. I think it's just, I think that's what makes him funny is that in terms of his size and the kind of animal he is, he's more like a Timon and Pumbaa, but he's acting like a lion. And I think that's where the comedy for his character comes in. He's trying to do his performing duties. I also know when Simba and Nala were in the elephant graveyard where they weren't supposed to be, I remember when Simba said Banana Beak, called him Banana Beak, and said, Banana Beak is scared, and Zazu said, that's Mr. Banana Beak to you, Fuzzy. <laughs> I also remember the part when Zazu was imprisoned by Scar after he took over the Pride Lands after Mufaski killed Mufasa, which he lied about. I remember the funny part when Zazu references a Coke song about coconuts and then which was something we didn't see coming. He references It's a Small World, which apparently Scar hates. Yes. <laughs> yeah, some good references in there. In terms of, of the animals, you do see this kind of hierarchy where the bigger you are, the more serious you are, or they really play into the traits that we have attached to these animals. So like hyenas... They have their hyenas laugh, so of course they're very silly. I know, they're the funny villain henchmen. Who can also be very serious and scary at the same time. So, yeah, I think that's that's The Lion King. And the next film up is Madagascar. Yeah, which is the 
animated film series, which are comedy films made by DreamWorks. And so this movie, in contrast to The Lion King, which is more of a drama infused with comedy, Madagascar from the outset is a comedy. So all the characters are funny, but they have, I, I guess I'd say they have different attitudes. Yes, and it was about four animals who came from the Central Park Zoo in New York City, and then they end up in Madagascar, an island off the coast of Africa. The four main characters are a lion, a zebra, a hippo, and a giraffe. The main character, the lion, is named Alex, and he's voiced by Ben Stiller, who's a comic actor. And I think Ben Stiller's perfect for this role because uh, Alex, he is more serious as a character, and I think Ben Stiller is very good in comedy films playing like the uber serious character not so much like playing up the silliness like you know someone like jim carrey but more like kind of keeping stone-faced in these ridiculous scenarios yeah i know his best friend i know was marty the zebra who dreamed about living in the wild and what kind of, what kind of character was he he's fun loving he has a dream that may sound absurd to his friends at first about living in the wild he's more positive and excited about these things, unlike Alex, who, when they end up in Madagascar, he thinks it's terrible, but Marty thinks it's exciting. Yeah, Marty's more of the dreamer of the bunch. Yep, I know. And then there's Gloria. She's a hippopotamus, and she's strong and confident, and at times a little a little irritable, I remember. And I know she was also in love with Melman, who was a Hypo, who was a giraffe who was a hypochondriac. He felt queasy most of the time. And I think those other characters, I mean, they're all played up for laughs, but definitely those other characters are function in a much more silly way, I think. I wonder, yeah, let's let's try to examine why why those animals in particular. I don't know, they're animals that are found in Africa, I know, and the, in the second movie, they end up in Africa where they were born, and then the third a traveling circus in Europe. Why is it funny that a giraffe is the hypochondriac? Because he has a long neck and he's a giraffe, a tall animal. And then there's the supporting characters, the penguins, who are really funny and they like to go on top secret missions. Yeah, and they're like arch nemeses, uh, the lemurs, right? Lemurs, though, yes, who are found on Madagascar, which only place in the world they're found. And... There was the king, I remember, King Julian, who was was really funny. And I remember his assistant, Maurice, and also Mort, the cute little lemur. These characters, they kind of occupy that like Timon and Pumbaa role where like penguins are just kind of inherently funny because they just like they waddle when they're on land. They're not very elegant. But in this movie, they play these like super serious spies like they're pretending to be james bond or whatever yeah they even starred in their own spin-off tv show and even a movie and the lemurs they you know especially the king he has these sort of grandiose visions of himself and it's just silly because he's a small lemur and you compare him to all these other relatively large animals the lion the zebra the hippo, the even started his own spinoff show, All Hail King Julian, and the lemurs' enemies, I remember, were the Fusas, kind of similar to the hyenas from The Lion King. Yeah, so again, you, I think you have this clear stratification of what kind of animals are playing the serious roles, 
and why it works for them being serious. And then also characters who are being serious, but they are animals that you would not expect to be serious. And that's where a lot of the humor lies. Yeah, I see. Interesting. Yeah. So just like The Lion King, very similar. But I think this last film, Zootopia, kind of flips a lot of these elements on their head. I know. It takes place in modern era that we live in. And it's a cop caper movie. And Zootopia's in that film has Judy trying to solve a mystery, I remember, about savaged predators. She is a rabbit who dreams of being a police officer like much bigger creatures. And Judy Hopps wants to prove to everyone that anybody can be anything they want, no matter what they are. Right. And she gets ridiculed a lot by the other bigger animals because you you also have this built-in stratification in the society of Zootopia where there are predators and there are prey. And the predator animals are usually the ones occupying the more authoritative roles and sort of bigger animals in general are put in more authority positions and Judy being a rabbit is not. And so she's sort of going in defiance of the expectations for her character. So she's trying to act a lot more serious. And I think that's what really drives her character motivation is that she's trying to prove that just because she's a rabbit doesn't mean that she's limited in what she can do, as you said. I know, and then he, she first meets Nick Wilde, who is a con man at first. Who, who's a fox, right? And which, of course, foxes are clever, they're conniving, they are, as you said, this character plays a con man. And it's also a chance for him to prove that, that he's more than what his species dictates. And some of the funny characters in the movie were the sloths, like Flash the Sloth, which everything he said and did was slow. Hey, Flash, I'd love you to meet my friend. Uh, darling, I've forgotten your name. Hmm. Officer Judy Hobbs, CPD, how are you? I am doing just... Fine? ...as well as I can be. Hmm. What? Hang in there. Can I... Do. Well, I was hoping you could run a play for you. Well, I was hoping you could today. Yeah, that's a that's a great scene. <laughs> the the DMV. Yeah, I know, I know. And Judy Hopps was in a hurry to find out the code of a license plate. Good stuff. I remember that. Yep, that was really funny. Talk about the. There's a secret villain in this movie. Yeah, similar to Waternoose from Monsters, Inc. and Miles Axelrod from Cars 2, and that was Bellwether. What kind of animal is she? A sheep, I know. We think she's helpful at first. She was the assistant mayor, and we think at first the mayor, Lionheart, was the villain, but it was actually Bellwether. Yeah, which I think, on on the one hand, is kind of a great twist on the pun, a wolf in sheep's clothing. Hmm, I see what you're saying, yeah. But she is a sheep... And I think, again, it's playing to our expectations. Sheeps are docile. Mm. They're cute and fluffy. Yeah. And I think this movie is is really twisting that on its head by having her be the actual villain of the story. I see what you're saying. Yeah. It's something we did not see coming. And one of the other funny characters I remember was Duke Weaselton, who was a weasel thief. 
His name was a play on words in reference to Duke of Wesselton from Frozen, who also happened to be voiced by the same actor, Alan Tudyk. Well, there you go. That's a fun little fact. But yeah, so, I mean, do you have any other thoughts about Zootopia? Like, how it uses animals to kind of, like, make you think one thing about a character before it shows you another? Yeah, it does, and it's about feminism and sexism. I'd say racism, too. Yeah, yeah, I agree. Yeah, because it's you can you can really map those things onto society and just saying that like there's an expectation applied to them, and then there's expectations applied to different races about what you think they can do and they're capable of, and and ob- and I think what this film obviously shows is that that's wrong. It's wrong to think that you know just because they might not fit the traditional mold of what you would expect in that role doesn't mean that they can't do it. Yep, I know. Yeah, what other lessons does Zootopia teach us? Like, a friend can be loyal to you no matter what he or she is. Yeah, yeah, because, I mean, I, I think it's it's funny that, like, Judy and Nick play sort of, like, partners in this film because rabbits and foxes don't generally mix in the wild <laughs> i know and i liked in zootopia it had a lot of animal puns relating to real life things like mousies zuber zoogle ipod or judy hops had a carrot phone instead of an apple phone and there were even animal references to other animated disney films similar to how the end of cars had car version reference to other pixar films i remember and it was interesting and fun. Yeah, so those are just three... I mean, there are many, 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 many animated films with animals starring in the lead roles, but these are just three, which I think are some of the more interesting in terms of how animals are cast. And yeah, we would love to hear from you about your thoughts of animals in animated films. What do you see? What do you think about that? So yeah, so let us know. Thank you so much for listening. We appreciate your time. If you like what we do, consider supporting us on Patreon at patreon.com slash animation and beyond. In the meantime, we have a trivia question to close up with. What kind of a monkey is Rafiki from The Lion King. Yeah, you thought we forgot about Rafiki from The Lion King. No, no, no. He's going to be our trivia question for this week. So if you know the answer, give us a shout on Facebook or send us an email at animationandbeyond at gmail.com. Thank you for listening, and we'll see you on the next episode of Animation and Beyond. Bye! See you later.